Now, the Sunday Spin continues on 720 WGN. Here's Rick Pearson. Good Sunday morning, and welcome back to your Sunday Spin. I'm Rick Pearson of the Chicago Tribune, enjoying a bit of sunshine over Lake Michigan and the Chicago River, and here in the WGN Skyline studio, joining me here is State Representative Jim Durkin from Western Springs. He is the Illinois House Republican leader. Leader Durkin, welcome to the show. Rick, it's uh, great to be here. It looks great on the on the lake. Hopefully it's a good sign for our beloved Chicago Bears to get their act together. Don't even take me there. I, although I, I, I do admit, I think I had some personal joy in the fact that any San Diego Chargers fans that came to the city yesterday, I bet they weren't well prepared or oh, well dressed their North for face that on and maybe they're they're muff you know, they're wearing their, their mittens and uh having a not exactly san diego type weather in chicago yesterday no but, it wasn't uh, but uh it's it's good bear weather as they say right exactly. as mike dick would say it's good, it's good bear weather so, yeah, well all good, all good. Speaking of bearing down, as we've been talking about on the show this morning, it's uh, the eve of the fall veto session in Springfield. Uh, A number of issues, as always, uh, even though it's technically supposed to deal just with vetoes, and frankly, there aren't really any vetoes to deal with. Um, But it's also an opportunity for a number of new issues. And uh, I guess top of the list, since the mayor delivered her budget address, uh, last week, she's looking for help uh, from Springfield for one, uh, the uh, uh, permission for the council to enact a graduated uh, rate proper real estate transfer tax. Correct. Um, it sounds like a heavy lift, and, and you know, my understanding is. Uh, She's been encouraged to reach out to your side of the aisle that if there's something to help Chicago, then there ought to be something to perhaps help the suburbs or downstate. Uh, that's accurate. I've, I've talked to the mayor a few times, and uh, I met with her personally about a week and a half ago. Um, and uh, I indicated to her that the issue regarding um, passing a legislation, getting Republican support for this graduated real estate transfer tax is not something that my caucus would be supportive of. And, uh, you know, we're coming off of a a pretty aggressive session. We made some tough decisions. And uh, uh, I don't feel that we're in a position to support that proposal right now in the veto session. Uh, I don't see any, uh, you know, I'll, I'll listen to things down the road, but right now our caucus is going to allow the Democrats to take the uh, the initiative. Lead, uh, the initiative, since they have the supermajority, uh, they can take the uh, uh, the reins on this one. So um, I, I, there is another issue, and I think that I, I told the mayor that uh, I'm I'm open to working with her on it. This is going to be regarding the uh, uh, tax rate for the uh, casino, casino in Chicago. So those are two things that we talked about. One, we're just just not going to be supportive of we can't get there other one i'm keeping an open mind you know what i i, I want to help chicago but i have to be fair to the caucus and uh you know we're coming off as i said earlier a pretty aggressive session down in springfield but what is the harm of merely voting to authorize the chicago city council to enact i know how the city city council of chicago will act and they will take it up and you know what uh i think it's again uh, there's a def- you don't want the ja- you don't want to wear the jacket you don't want to wear the jacket but there are certainly issues that define Republicans versus Democrats and this is, I look at this as an issue that is clearly a Democrat issue 
This is clearly have, has their name and their DNA all over it, and I'm going to let them manage it. And uh, we don't have any members from the city of Chicago. I want to be supportive. It's even more difficult when a great portion of my caucus lives south of I-80 and uh, even further south than Springfield, Illinois. Is there something that could be uh, offered in exchange? Well, you know what? Um, in the great tradition of I'll legislative deal-making. In the, the log rolling. So in the speak. log rolling, yes. You know, I'll keep my one good ear open uh, down the road. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, But I think just for purposes of this veto session, let, let's. Let, I, I just want to caution people on veto sessions. Uh, they're the most overrated times of the year they for the tend to fail to meet expectations oh my gosh do they every year so uh but you know what i like I, I again i want to help the city of chicago where i think i can help and i've done this in the past with uh, mayor emmanuel on a number of issues relating to reforms if we want to talk about reforms uh you know we're very much that will help reduce costs we're very much interested, in, and I did that with the mayor of Chicago on a number of issues. Uh, pre- previous mayor, Mayor Rahm Emanuel. Uh, since we had the uh, governor endorse uh, Chris Welch's NCAA bill, uh, basically today, do you have any feelings on that? You know what? Um, <laughs> the commer- I, you know, I just have this problem with the commercialization of of, of undergraduate and you know. Uh, collegiate sports i still believe in the concept even though it seems to be waning of uh the scholar athlete and uh i think it's a, a bad idea it's I, i'm not going to support it anything that starts from the uh, state of california is usually a no-go for me uh we shouldn't oh be no taking... gavin newsom fan are you huh no i mean you know it's uh it's just one thing after another coming from them and then we're looking at california as being a, this 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 microcosm of great ideas it just doesn't work for me and i don't think our caucus should be supportive of it it's a it's a huge huge leap and i need to talk to university presidents i'm I'm coming out of the gate saying no this is not the right thing to do i don't you know it's 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 changing the way in which we've looked at collegiate uh athletics uh, for for decades and decades and decades and i just you know i i read it and i just shook my head but i like i i know that Representative Welsh has played baseball at Northwestern, and uh, he's a thoughtful person. We just are not going to agree on that one. Uh, a lot of talk about uh, vaping issues in Springfield, and a, a, certainly a, a very he- heavily lobbied issue. Correct. Uh, do you see anything advancing as far as restrictions on that? I, th- You know what? I think that there should be some restrictions, but we have to be... Let's look back and see what we've done over the past year. I mean, we made Tobacco 21 the law of Illinois that should put uh, at least significant restrictions on access, at least from within our powers, on the ability for individuals to get access, young kids, uh, people under 21 to get access to vaping products and also cigarettes. But But I'm kind of confused because those who are supporting this vaping ban and additional work on vaping are the ones that were uh ones that supported recreational marijuana in illinois so i see i'm I'm kind of trying to reconcile that and i'm not having any luck with it uh i think it's there's a lot of negotiation going on between uh both sides uh but i 
you know, I know that the president and the Senate seem to be a little more aggressive on the issue than the House. Um, I'd like to see exactly what the final product is, but I do know that a lot of the illnesses and people who have had tragedies have come from, uh, you know, the vaping have come from adulterated types of products in which marijuana or other, whether fentanyl or other things have gotten into the um, into that fluid or whatever they use to in that vaping process so um let's just make sure that we're doing the right thing and like i don't like this stuff i don't like seeing you know candy labeled uh, vaping products uh, no no more than anybody else but again let's go back to what we did i i, I supported tobacco 21 mm-hmm. but when i see that there is the people who are saying we need to make changes in vaping are the same ones that said that let's put gummy bears uh let's make sure they have thc and they have you know gummy bears and chocolates that are going to be on the counters of their homes uh <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anywhere else within reach of a of a young child, I, I, I again, I'm trying to reconcile what I think is the right thing to do, and I see some conflict at that point. So I, again, I wouldn't get overly excited that we're going to get anything done uh, within that very limited time in Springfield, which I think may be more limited than what, what we think. what's on the schedule. Yes, and they tend to be. Um, as I said earlier, they're overrated, but they also we generally don't fill out the whole schedule when we're when we're down there. We're True, out there for a couple of days. We're speaking with State Representative Jim Durkin. He is the Illinois House Republican leader from Western Springs. I'm Rick Pearson. This is the Sunday Spin. Welcome back to your Sunday Spin. I'm Rick Pierce from the Chicago Tribune. Joining me here in the WGN Skyline studio is Illinois House Republican Leader Jim Durkin from Western Springs. Uh, Leader Durkin uh, had the governor on previously. He appears to be placing pretty high on his agenda for the veto session uh the issue of uh the consolidation of pension funds uh municipal pension funds outside chicago for a statewide fund for police a statewide fund uh for firefighters uh obviously no language yet uh but that's product of a task force wonder what your feelings are on that you know i'm very open to this concept and i think that it's it's for starters it's something we can do to our pension systems you know we still have a massive problem with our state systems but it's no different with our local police and fire which are placing a great strain upon municipal governments so and property uh, taxes and property taxes yes so um right now there seems to be a conflict which i hope can be resolved between the police and fire it's just a governance issue uh, I've spoken with uh, both sides extensively over the last few weeks. I spoke to the governor yesterday about this, and we'll be meeting in the next few days to discuss this in person. Um, I, there's a few things. Again, it's always helpful to have a bill. Uh, I can't go to my caucus and talk about the concepts. Concepts. Uh, I got to do a little bit more than concepts. I got to show them the actual language. There's a few things in there. There's some benefit adjustments that uh, have been uh, th- have been raised, in which we're looking to see what type of impact they would have upon the systems. Those are things. The tier that- two. Correct. There's a few other ones, too, but that is something that my caucus is going to want to know about before they're going to make a decision. So there's a little work to do. I don't anticipate that this is a week that we will take up, at least in the House, consolidation. It doesn't mean that we won't address that in a week and a half. A lot can happen during that short amount of time. But I think if you can bridge the gap with uh, police and fire, and now we're just talking about investment and There's a lot of misconceptions about... even speaking conceptually, and again, yes. absent the language, but the discussion, there's been a lot of misconceptions. There sure has, and I've received those calls, those emails. There is going to be no type of benefit reduction uh, at all 
in this system. It has nothing to do with benefits. Absolutely not. And I think, as we talked earlier, whether or not there's going to have an impact on IMRF, it isn't. Not at all. This is strictly consolidating the uh, the funds for investment purposes to get a better rate of return better so your investment decisions we think will be more sound lowering got, the fees to um, that advisors. has been raised too you've got just it's a cottage industry and uh, look I, I I'm all for capitalism but I think we can do a better job at this point since our municipalities are are drowning uh, and this is what the Illinois Municipal League is uh, very very strongly in support of our caucus I believe is generally uh, without seen the language that i think that we can put votes on this thing if we believe that this is going to be fair at the end of the day it's going to help these local governments and uh but again we don't want to be in the middle of a match between the fop and the firefighters right and i think that can get done and but the firefighters do support this they do uh fop FOP is not supportive, and it strictly is about the structure of the board, the investment board, and it's as I said over governance. If there is, I mean, I I, you know there's been some discussion of taking FOP out of it and strictly being a uh, fire consolidation um, bill. You know, if that's what we have to do, I'm clearly open to that. And leave police out. And we can deal with that. And I think that over the years we've seen that where there's some catch-up at the end. You can kind of work things out. But I'm interested in reforming our pensions, and uh, I wish we can do more. We have to do more. Uh, This is a good start. Nothing more than a start. But we've, you know, and I think we've talked a lot about the five systems over the past many years. The state systems. The state systems. But we have not talked about the local funds, which are the ones which you see more of an effect upon the day-to-day lives of of people who live in the suburbs and downstate Illinois, because it is crippling, you know, the basic services that municipalities have traditionally uh, afforded their citizens. We've gotten a couple of phone calls about the issue of uh, the proposed uh, insulin rate cap. Um, I'm no, I'm, I'm just okay. relaying uh, sure because this is something that uh, State Senator Andy Menard, Democrat from uh, Bunker Hill, has has been talking about and as as something to look at for veto session. It is uh, an issue that is worth discussing, uh, but again, I think that when it is a major major policy change uh, for any government to get into the whole idea of of regulating the price of something in the in the open market um i it's easy to say and it's a populist thing to say that we're going to cap insulin because some people are not getting access to it they're rationing their insulin uh for people who are type 1 type 2 diabetics i know a little bit about this i know a lot about it because my daughter is a juvenile diabetic and uh access to insulin and to drugs is never easy but I do know this, and I've spent some time personally, and I know I've talked to many people within the industry that there is uh, a number of opportunities for people to take advantage of to be able to access uh, discounts. Discounts, and uh, so I think it's uh, not as easy to say that you know we need to cap it at a hundred dollars a month on individuals. I don't like to get into regulation of prices. I want to make sure that people are aware of what the availability of insulin is on the market, and people need to avail themselves to um you know uh insulin at a at a fair price for particularly middle income low income individuals so it's not that easy uh, of a system uh to uh, let me just snap your fingers well you can't do that and i think just saying it is again it's a populist theme 
it should be developed more. And I'm very interested in finding more ways to help low-income individuals, people who have not had opportunities to access, you know, Novolog or Humalog to give them the opportunity to find ways in which they can have a reduced uh, cost out of their pocket for insulin. It's, but but I, I, I can't say that I agree with the senator at the moment that there is this great uh, problem uh, out there when there are opportunities that are currently in place for people to take advantage of, to use uh, uh, for discounted uh, cost of insulin. Uh, so, I, again, let's study it. Let's not make it a veto session issue. Uh, there are long-term effects that I think we have to be careful of if we're going to get into the business of regulating the cost of medicine. Not only that, but it is an interstate commerce issue. You know, look, I mean, these are great, but this is something we often talk about, oh, someone's going to sue about this. But I will tell you, there will be a lawsuit against this if the state of Illinois gets into the business of regulating the price of, of, of medicine and also other products. That's State Representative Jim Durkin, the Illinois House Republican leader. Leader Durkin, thank you for joining me. Rick, thank you, and have a great afternoon. You too, and have a great veto session. (laughs) Although maybe not as productive a one. I understand. You bet.